Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Betri here, and today we have another six-game slate between the LPL, the China League, and the LCK, the South Green League. So, lots of stuff to happen. The prize pools are getting a little bit better, uh, 50k to first once again, but instead of it being 30% of the prize pool to first, it's like 27% or something a little bit smaller. So uh, good to see that. Good to see that they're getting slightly better. I think we're going to start to have 50k every single night, maybe up to 100k every single night, because these contests keep on filling. If you're brand new here, my name is indeed Sal Vetri, and I do cover daily fantasy sports and just fantasy sports, sports betting to an, an extent as well in a variety of different sports. Uh, the sports apocalypse, if you will, is going on right now, and League of Legends is, is taking off and skyrocketing. The second Rudy Gobert shut down the NBA, and the NBA got shut down uh, about two weeks ago. I started researching League of Legends and some of the other sports at that time, been playing ever since then and having a lot of success. So if you are new here, if you're going to get any value from this video or you have from like one or two previous videos, please do hit that subscribe button. We are oh so close. A couple of 30, 40 more subscribers yesterday. I appreciate each and every one of you. About 20 more people joined Patreon. Appreciate each and every one of you to getting to 20,000 YouTube subscribers. We're getting to more milestones on the podcast. So if you can support me there, I do appreciate it. I do have these sheets with my interests later in the day. Um, all on Patreon. It's updated. There's a Discord as well, depending on the tier you're in, as well as the biggest thing, the projections. The projections will really key in on where I think either some upsets are, some of the um, favorites that are not getting as much talk or, or standing out as much. So projections are just point projections for each player, as well as just other things going on right now in the NBA simulations and projections for that. Soccer, when that comes back, all that is available on Patreon. I'm an independent content creator, so Patreon's around 35 to 40% of my revenue. So if you want to support me over there, you can. With that being said, let's dive into this video. So some huge favorites today. Um, and like we had yesterday, not as many in terms of the gaps. You have T1 right now that is going to come in very similar to what we got yesterday out of Funplex uh, Phoenix with a minus 1429 favorite. Now Funplex Phoenix closed around a minus 2000. So they shot all the way up to a humongous favorite, way more than what their original price points probably had them at. So keep a close eye on the line movements. It is by far the biggest thing and the biggest advantage I think you can have. We saw it two nights ago at uh, Sunin Gaming. Um, if the line movement is going to move a lot, that makes those players much better plays because their prices aren't going to move like their line moves. Um, but with that being said, uh, the rest of the favorites, I mean, slight favorites, minus 312 favorites, Gen Esports, you're going to have Africa Freezes, uh, minus 286 favorite. And then the rest of these are pretty much uh, toss-ups relative to what we're normally seeing in, in uh, League of Legends and esports. Minus 197 for Vici Gaming. Rogue Warriors are minus 185. That scares me trying to bet on Rogue Warriors there. That price point um, as favorites. And then Sunni Gaming a minus 175 favorite over Team Wii. I think there are three potential upsets right now. I think that if we just look at this on a high level before we get into the positions, Vici Gaming as a minus 197 favorite over LGD Gaming is very interesting i guess you can say because lgd gaming does die pretty much the most times per contest as a team 17.1 on the slate but when you look at vici gaming they don't accumulate kills they accumulate the least kills in the slate at nine per game so what you have there is just kind of the best of both words worlds for each team and it makes me a little bit hesitant to get to them that's going to be one line movement that i really look at during the day rogue warriors a team that only wins 42 percent of their rounds is facing dmo who wins only 20 percent of the rounds dominus esports so 
It makes sense that they're a favorite, but when you look at it yet again, this is a very similar situation. Dominus Esports, 9.2, second fewest kills per contest as a team on the slate, so that's good for Rogue Warriors, except they die 17.1 times, tied for the most as LNG, LGD Gaming. So you're just getting a couple of really bad teams matching up. So when you look at the favorites in those matchups, it's scary. When you look at the underdogs in those matchups, they are definitely live underdogs, but they're not good. They're not producing kills at all at that point, and they're dying a lot. So uh, there's a couple of games in this slate that kind of stick out as red flags that these games can go either way. Um, the teams are just bad, and I'm going to really be keeping a close eye on the Vegas odds for Vici Gaming versus LGD, which right now Vici Gaming is a 197 favorite, and a very close eye on Rogue Warriors versus Dominus Gaming. Right now, Rogue Warriors is a minus 185 favorite. If those lines move anywhere towards the underdogs, I'll probably back off of the favorites a little bit. But with all that analysis out of the way, um, please hit that subscribe button, and let's get into the positions. So just looking at the positions right now, you're going to see a lot of names on here. I mean, you're going to see like 17, 16 names. There's obviously only 12 teams playing today, so only 12 starters. I've gotten a ton of questions. Where do we find the Korean League starters? You're probably not going to find them, to be honest with you. Um, from what I've been told last year and the years before, they do not announce them. And from what I've been told this year, they really do not announce them. Sometimes you might get the starting lineups five minutes before, but they're not telling people. It's kind of if anybody's in the arena and sees the starting lineup. So um, the LPL does announce starters. The LCK does not. So there are situations where you can get burned by that, but if you just stick to the usual starters, you probably won't get burned all that often. Um, with that being said, you can find them on Twitter. A couple of people I recently follow. It seems like I get 20 people reaching out a day. All the new Twitter people follow me. A couple hundred in the last couple of days. Thank you. Appreciate it. Make sure you follow me over there. I'll be posting content updates as well as just important statistics for all different sports, esports, and League of Legends right now, of course. Um, but just looking through some of these names on here, it's really interesting because of how close some of these underdogs are and really going to be trying to watch it throughout the day. Like Rogue Warriors, crazy being the most expensive player here, averaging 5.1 assists per contest, not that much great damage. Good amount of kills, 2.9 per contest as a top uh, play, top laner, that's good. Uh, but I'm not going to get there as of right now. I'm going to keep a close eye on these odds. If it goes in the favor of Rogue Warriors, they become like a minus 200, minus 210 favorite. I'll probably get there a little bit more. But not a lot standing out um, from their perspective right now. I do think that if you're going to go to BUBU uh, for Shunin Gaming, had a good amount the other night, you're just going to get a ton of assists. 7.2 average assists. That's what you're playing for at that point. You're playing for the win with a 60% win rate as the favorite tonight against Wii Gaming. That game's more of a toss-up 50-50 in my opinion, or should be by lock. You're just not getting a lot of damage. But in general, you won't get a lot of damage from these types of players. If you're looking for kills, um, if you're looking for kills from the top laners, not a lot of top laners generating really any kills. Um, you're going to have to really just secure anywhere else like you, you, the most kills you're going to get is crazy at the top from a starter at 2.9 after that it's going to be all backups with decent kills and again they're probably not going to start like bin for zooning gaming and holder so for the most part you're just trying to pick off victories here for your top laners again if you're new here you want to be stacking winning teams four two one stacks four three stacks depending on the slate you can try out some three three ones not sure i really like them right now but um yeah for the most part not a lot of kills you're going to secure the, the players that are probably going to start and have the most assists upside are going to be bubu are going to be crazy and then depending on who starts for lgd gaming if it's lies that's going to be a decent amount of assists upside that's probably a live dog so top lane is a pretty gross position today because a lot of these players don't have a lot of upside they don't cause a lot of damage a lot of them look similar so when that happens i'll usually get to some more of these mid-range plays uh, for like af you're gonna have keen as a minus 286 favorite they win 58 percent of the time um, started pretty much every game so far 26 but you get average assist 4.7 you get average kills you get above average creep score which doesn't matter as much uh, but you get some pretty good damage at 25 percent again that's a player that's sort of a mid-range price point 6600 doesn't really stand out as flashy but really none of these top laners do as of right now 
heading over to the mid laners. Mid laners running down the middle of the map. If you are new here, they accumulate a lot of points because they're usually in the middle of the map where a lot of the battles start to take place um, early on even, but also obviously in the mid and the climax of the um, kind of contest. So just looking at Angel the other day, Angel went absolutely off. You're going to get a good lot of kills, a lot of kills out of Angel. Out of all the starters that are going to be on the slate, outside of Wooming, who started one game from Road Warriors and had six kills and nine assists and went off, um, Angel is the leader in kills on this slate at 4.8 angel out of all the starters is also going to be the leader in assists at 6.1 so paying up for angel at 8400 again only a 175 favorite against a good team in Wii gaming it makes it a little bit concerning because of the price point as well uh, but by far the best individual player in a vacuum kill participation at 75.1 percent that's the highest in the slate so you're getting a player that has the most kills the most assists per contest and the highest kill participation on the slate the damage that's going to be caused by angel is about 26.4 percent average for the slate so yeah Angel does stand out uh, as a solid option. Second most kills in the slate you're going to be getting from BDD from Gen Esports. Played last night, $8,000. You're going to get a high win rate here, 77%. They usually just close a lot of these out in two rounds. Um, not dying at all. 1.1 deaths per contest is the least in the slate out of any starter. And that's pretty crazy in 22 games. So very efficient there. Um, it's average damage, above average kill participation. Um, I think second highest out of all the starters in the slate. So BDD and Angel up top uh, look strong as favorites here. If you start to go down a little bit more, probably not going to get to Ruby. Even as a favorite, Ruby doesn't usually produce all that much. We'll see what my projections say later on. Again, those will be linked down below if you're interested in that and everything else that I offer over on Patreon. Faker for T1 is the biggest favorite on the slate. The problem with Faker is um, started 23 games so far. They're probably going to win as a minus 1400 plus favorite, 1429. You get good creep score, but I really can't tout anything else. Average damage rate. Um, the kill participation is below average. If not, I mean, for the price point is below average on the slate. It's around average. You're getting 5.1 assists, only 2.6 kills per contest as a mid laner. Yeah, not great. Not great production from Faker here. Um, probably something that at the end of the day, I'll end up staying away from. They only die eight times per game as a team T1. So that's good to see. Faker's only dying 1.5 times per game so you're just staying alive at that point but not really producing as much um apx or apk the team that they're playing dies 14 times per game that is the fourth most on the slate pretty much tied for the third most on the slate barely by a, a fraction of a percentage so you are going to have a lot of kills upside here for t1 and i think the 7600 price tag is nice because you're automatically guaranteeing yourself a win the problem is you're just getting below average kills from a expensive player at that point Going down a little bit more, I imagine that Fly, who has started 22 of the 26 contests for AF, is going to have a start here. Again, a very similar player in terms of not a lot of kills, like only two kills per contest, not a lot of damage. That's not great. At $7,000 flat, this is a spot where a big favorite, I'm probably just not going to get to their mid laner all that much. I think the mid laners that are by far and above the rest as of right now are Angel and BDD on a tier of their own. Support players go down the right side of the map with the AD carry. Some people have told me I say AD carrier. Somebody said it's like a cruise ship. It's funny. Um, yeah, just, I guess I put a verb on a lot of things. If you are a New Yorker, you probably know you just make everything end in an A or that's supposed to end in an ER and it makes it a, uh, a verb automatically. Um, but AD carry, they go down the right side of the map. They do correlate with them because if the AD carry is staying alive, it means the support staying alive and vice versa. It means if one wins, obviously the other one wins things like that. So um, there are a good amount of support players on this on this slate uh, in terms of how many points they pile up from an, an, an assist standpoint, because that's where they get most of their kills, but also kills. Um, now, if you have an AD carry getting one kill per contest, that's very good. Uh, that is very good, believe it or not. Uh, if you're gonna, having them getting around 10 assists per contest, that is very good. Anything above like eight and a half is very good. Uh, but you have a lot of them getting over one kill per contest on this slate. I mean, out of the probably potential starters that you have four or five getting one kill or more um, in terms of players getting eight and a half assists or more, you have about four or five there as well. So that usually produces a good amount of upside for support players, especially if you're thinking about rostering them in your captain spot. 
I do think it's viable. I play a lot of different positions in the captain spot outside of the team position. Um, AD carry is going to be your best captain option because when they win, they score the most points, but they're most expensive. So you can't just jam them in there because then you can't fill out the rest of your lineup with a viable lineup most of the time. So a sort of art at the top for student gaming, a very strong player in terms of supports one of the better ones on the slate i would say probably not the best but you do get 9.5 assists per contest strong kill participation at 71.1 percent you're getting a matchup against Wii gaming the problem is uh, Wii gaming is pretty much a coin flip in this matchup so trying to take that big of a price point um on sword of art is a little bit sketchy when this is probably going to be more of a coin flip matchup in my opinion 53 percent win percentage definitely think that sort of art is in play lay from rogue warriors again i have to really just keep an eye on what their line movement is but you're getting the most pretty much the most kills per contest out of a starter in 19 starts at 1.1 pretty average assists at 8.5 probably just an average play here at this price point factoring in everything i think you start to get to some better plays when you go down a little bit more effort from t1 you're pretty much building in that automatic win you're getting a very good kill participation at 71.6 percent i believe that is the third highest in the slate out of all the starters one kill per contest is solid. Seven average assists is not great. You would like to see that number a little bit higher. But when you factor in the probability at minus 1,429 that they're going to win today, yeah, you can take that. I do think life from Gen Esports. So life um, has started now 10 contests after starting last night. That has not updated in my sheet because last night's slate is still going on at 535 in the morning, East Coast time right now. Kellen has started 10 games. So this is a situation where you could get screwed if one doesn't start, but life has been starting as of late. So with that being said, I mean, life, you're seeing 1.2 average kills per contest. That's the most in the slate. 10.6 assists per contest. Again, only has started 10 contests compared to some of these other starters who have started 20 or so. Um, so it's a smaller sample a little bit, but you're getting a ton of production here out of life as a minus 312 favorite. Life at 5,200 looks like a very good support player, whether you're going to be stacking Jenny Sports, whether you're going to be going with a two-man stack. I do think that Jenny Sports in life uh, looks pretty solid. As I go down a little bit more to look at some of these others, uh, you start to get into just some backups like Chance or, or some underdogs like Chance for LGD. Again, if the line movement moves that way, Chance has started 12 contests, has averaged 9.8 assists per contest. That is the second best on the slate with a strong kill participation. You're just getting some cheap upside there, uh, if you will. Uh, if you want to go down to Missing for Wii Gaming, Missing is a plus 134 underdog right now. I, I think that this is a very live um, underdog in Wii Gaming. They're a good team. And Missing is a good player. In 14 contests, 1.1 average kills per contest, second most in the slate, 8.5 assists per contest, that's strong, and then a 76.2% kill participation. So there are some live underdogs on this slate, and there's some really strong support players if their team wants to knock it off. Chance for LGD um, gaming, and then missing for Wii gaming would be the spots that I would go if you are going to try and choose an underdog support player today. For your AD carry, the highest scoring player usually, um, yeah, you, you have to make sure your AD carries on the winning team, right? This is the biggest thing here. AD carries will score the most points. It would be very optimal for you to get an AD carry in your captain spot. That is a lesser favorite, so they're cheaper. And then you could also fit another AD carry in your lineup that wins because they by far score the most points on average. The player that gets the most kills out of all the starters, you're going to have Wee Wee, who has started eight, who has 8.5 assists per contest, but not really a starter, only two games. The most kills per contest is going to be up top for Sunning Gaming. Uh, Hyung Feng gets 5.5 average kills per contest. That's by far the most. 5.9 assists is also above average, third highest in the slate. And a 79.5% uh, kill participation, best in the slate, 34.4% damage rate. This is the best uh, AD carry on the slate. You have to factor in the fact that they win 60% of their rounds, minus 175 favorite against Wii Gaming. I do think it's going to go the full three rounds. If you just look at um, average time of contest, it should go, there might be an, up, an opportunity for just winning in less than 30 minutes because their average contest on average between these two teams lasts about 31 minutes, which is going to come out as the least on the slate. Team uh, Wii, Wii Gaming, um, they pretty much, I think I've been calling them Wii Gaming. Uh, 
Team Wee, if if people are getting insulted there, but Team Wee at 30 minutes and 49 seconds is the quickest finishes. And then you have the uh, like third quickest finishes at 32, 38 for swing. So these are going to be quick rounds, which gives you the upside for the bonuses. Um, but it also means that they probably don't go as deep. I do think it goes to the full three rounds. So Hyung Fang, if you do want to start swinging gaming as your two-man stack, three or four, without question in play because he's averaging over a kill more than any of these other starters on the entire slate at this point. Uh, Zoom wing for Rogue Warriors, not somewhere, probably not somewhere I get to, honestly. Um, I'm a little bit sketchy on them. $8,200, you're getting a situation where they just don't get a ton of kills. Again, they're only seeing at this point, or, or they die a ton. They're seeing a lot of kills at 13.8 per contest. That is the third highest in the slate, but they're dying a ton at 17.1. So that just puts in question their win upside. Um, again, they're a decent sized favorite. So if I was to play one as of right now, what the odds are, if I was to play one of these teams, it would be the Rogue Warriors side, uh, 6.5 assists per contest, 3.8 kills per contest, 74% kill participation. It's just like average numbers for an above average price player, like maybe slightly above average numbers when you factor in just assist plus kills upside. But it's just, um, it's a steep price point. I'd rather go all the way up to Hyung Feng for $400 more. Teddy for T1 has started 23 games. You're just not getting a ton of upside here. Like you're getting a ton of creep score, a lot of damage. But this is something that's that's very interesting. You get a 77% kill participation, 33% damage rate. Those are pretty much both the second highest in the slate behind Hyung Feng for shooting gaming. You just don't get a lot of uh, points in terms of kills, only 39 that comes in as like the fourth or fifth highest in the slate. 4.7 assists right now comes in around the fifth highest on the slate. Um, so I do think that the fact that there's high kill participation and damage, that there's a higher upside, especially in victories, like you probably see today, for Teddy to have a better game. And his results are very much skewed between wins and losses. Does nothing in the losses, as you probably expect. So Teddy at $8,000 flat for T1, the biggest favorite on the slate, I actually think is a very good bargain. Going down a little bit more, uh, there's there's obviously underdogs here that are going to be live. Kramer, again, for LGD Gaming. If you think Wii Sports uh, knocks off, or Wii, Team Wii knocks off Sooning, um, knocks off Sooning, then you're probably going to have a really good option with Young Meng. Uh, Young Meng, two days ago, just went absolutely off. 4.4 kills per contest, 5.6 assists, 75% kill participation, 30% damage. So Young Meng for Wii at 7,000. If you're going for an underdog upset there, it is fine. And Kramer for LGD as well. Getting into your junglers now. Junglers are usually like, the position that I just see where my stack goes and if they fit in there last, um, try and prioritize AD carries, mid laners, honestly supports in, in, in top laners if they're a high scoring player. Um, but then SFM for Sooning is, is going to be your best jungler and it's, it's not even close. 80.1% kill participation is the highest in the slate for any position today, any position. So they obviously jump around the map, so they're going to be very involved in the kills. You're going to have 10.2 assists per contest for SFM. Has started 17 games so far. The problem for SFM is that, look, um, the price point of 7,800 is really steep. That's more expensive than a lot of the jungle or a lot of the AD carries. That's more expensive than most of the mid laners. And you're paying for just pretty much assists, 10.2 assists. So if you get the assist bonus, that's good. But only 1.6 kills per contest is actually below average on this slate. So... That kill participation is fantastic. It's just that the damage, 12.9%, based on the champions that SFM is choosing, is not doing well. It's just pretty much you're picking up assists there. So it's like a glorified support player is what you're getting out of SFM. Obviously, you get a lot of win upside. So instead of scoring like 58 to low 60s a contest, you're getting SFM scoring like 70 points a contest. So that's really good for a jungler, uh, but a little bit concerning when you factor in that a $7,800 price point is really hard to prioritize, especially when this is not like a minus 400 favorite. This is a minus 175 favorite against a good team. Going down a little bit more, um, some the two other highest uh, assist leaders on this slate is going to be Cuz for T1. Again, highest win rate on the slate right now, um, or win percentage, win upside, based on the Vegas odds. A 77% kill participation is the second best in the slate. Yet seven assists per contest, no kills. You're just really not seeing a lot of kills for these junglers in this slate. Clyde for Gen Esports at $7,000. So you get to save $800 here. You get 7.1 kills, assists per contest, 2.1 kills. So more kills in SFM. Way less assists, three less per contest. But 
Still a minus three twelve favorite, so you have the win upside there. Highest creep score on the slate at five point eight. So I think Clyde at seven thousand, Cuz at seventy two are fine. S of M is of course fine, but it's really hard for me to want to prioritize that type of a price point. Go down a little bit more. Peanut for LGD again. If you think that they're going to have the upset here and win, only thirty three point three percent win rate when Peanut is in the lineup in fifteen starts, but you do get four point one kills per contest. So. If Peanut is indeed going to be starting for LGD today, which I assume that is the case, by far the most kills, by far, over one more than any of the other starters right now. So very strong play, get a lot of assists, 6.7 if the upset was to happen. Bei Shang for Wee, if the upset was to happen as well, you get 3.1 kills per contest, 17.7% um, damage is the second highest in the slate. These are very good plays in terms of Peanut and Bei Shang if you think one of them produces an upset victory here. They're harder to get to if not. If you wanted to one-off them and hope that it goes three rounds because the Vegas odds aren't that far apart and that even if they don't get the win, they can still produce uh, somewhere in the decent ranges of like 60 points. Maybe Beijing averages 60 points per contest. Uh, Peanut averages 70. And that right now they're priced at the low 6K price point. That opens up to me at least as an interesting two-man snack and hoping for the upset. If not, you probably lose or a one-off spot and you hope for the upset because you have a bigger chance. But even if they lose, if it goes three rounds and is a bloodbath, you can still get a, a, a 50 to 60 point score, which might outscore pretty much all the other junglers in the slate, even at their cheap price points. And then for the team spots, so what you're looking at here is just all the teams, their Vegas odds are on the slate, um, how how often they die per contest, how often they get kills or put kills per game and deaths per game, things like that to just show you the upside, how often the games last. Um, so it's, it's, it's sort of a, not double-edged sword, but that's what I'm trying to look for. Um, average game time in column M here, AGT. The, the higher number is, is put in green to show good because the longer that the games last, the more kills that there's going to be for both sides, assists, things like that. But if the, if the games last under 30 minutes and they last shorter, you do get a bonus for your team and winning in a shorter amount of time. So there's that upside as well. Uh, but for the most part, you want your games to last a longer amount of time if you're stacking, because if you have your four players playing an extra 10 minutes, similar to a, an extra team playing in overtime in the NBA, that's fantastic. It gives you an opportunity for, okay, my AD carry just got two more kills and an assist and my support picked up two assists, things like that, right? So um, normally I'll just have interest and I have these dots in here, but that was from like two days ago. Um, normally I'll just have interest in most of the favorites. Today is going to be very different because T1 is the only huge favorite. Jenny Esports is a minus 312 favorite. As long as their line movement stays fine, I'll probably end up getting there. You just have by far like the two best teams in terms of how life like life preservation in the game. T1 only dies eight times per game. Jenny Esports only dies 5.8 times per game. They both pick up a decent amount of kills per game as a team. So Jenny Sports looks really good at 5,800, not, not only as a team position, but as a team in general, because they just don't die often. And I think their minus 312 upside is going to actually be very true, especially when Dominus, um, or especially when their opponent in Damwon Gaming only produces 10.6 kills per contest, the fourth fewest on the slate. So I think Jenny Sports looks solid as a team and stacks, things like that. A T1 looks obviously great um, as big of a favorite as they are today um apk only gets about nine kills per game third fewest on the slate so t1 should be fine as a team that doesn't die all that often but then you start getting into these secondary spots um afrika freezes their individual players we call that a few but not a lot as a team they look fine um their games usually last longer but the rest of these teams start to get a little bit sketchy. I've talked about Avicii Gaming and LGD, LGD being a live underdog. I've talked about Row Warriors, me being a little bit sketched out because of their overall deaths per game. And that can really turn if they get into a couple of bloodbats and it's just a complete just shit show and they all die, right? Uh, and then Sooning versus We, I think is the biggest coin flip on the night. So I'm going to be keeping a closer eye on these teams. Uh, I think that T1, Jenny Sports, you can feel good about rostering their teams. Probably don't get a lot of their teams though at those price points um, and definitely not on my main stacks, but 
I think that later in the day, I'll have more info. I'll put it on Patreon in terms of the line movements. I currently have the opening odds from last night in my sheet, and then I'll track the odds throughout the day, and I'll see the biggest line movements because T, Team Wii right now, as I recorded, this is a plus 134 favorite. If by the end of the day, they become like a plus 110 or a plus 105, like we've seen a good amount in the past week or two from some underdogs, well, then they become one of the more interesting plays in the slate because they're not priced to potentially be in a coin flip matchup. They're priced to be underdogs. So that's where I'm at right now. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. Please, if you have just a couple of seconds, and I'm sure you have a lot more, uh, a lot of people having more free time on their hands, please just hit that subscribe button and the notification bell on the YouTube channel. If it means that you have to take your phone out of your pocket or just click sign in on, on YouTube, I really do appreciate it. We're about 230 subscribers away from 20,000. Still working here every single morning, every single day, still 80 hours a week for my media company that I run. And a lot of that has to do with DFS. So if you appreciate this content, take a couple of seconds of your time. I appreciate that. And if you're on the podcast, do the exact same thing. If it means taking your phone out of your pocket and just hitting the subscribe button, I really do appreciate it. And also, also take a couple of seconds, leave a review if you can. It bumps us up to fantasy sports rankings, and I would love to get into the top 10 while other people aren't producing a lot of content. So for right now, my name is Sal Vetri. I do have Patreon exclusive content linked down below, legal edge and projections for every single slate and the data sheets. I only cover about one slate per day. That's easy during the week because there's only one slate per day. Uh, but on the weekend, there's going to be about three slates per day. So it, it, that's where it really pays to be a patron as well as the other days. But you get access to all three slates, whereas most people are only getting access to one via the video. So uh, thank you. You also don't get access to the projections on the video and interest. But thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you all later on. See you in Discord. Tell us some of the patrons. Peace out, game. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.